This KPCT podcast sponsored by Karen Pryor Academy for Animal Training and Behavior. Get the details on our professional dog trainers program. We develop, certify, and support excellent teachers and trainers. Visit www.karenpryoracademy.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425. Okay, I've heard a disagreement from trainers on whether or not to use uh, a clicker for stay since uh, stay is a long duration behavior. So uh, how would... Should you, what are your different methodologies for teaching an extended stay? Does it involve, does it always involve a clicker or other, squirrels. other methods for teaching? <laughs> squirrels. 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 I, that doesn't need any further explanation. <laughs> you have to explain. Yes. Um, one thing we're looking at, which hopefully we'll have some results on this time next year, is the difference between overlaying a clicker on established training methods and actually looking at building behaviors with a clicker mindset. <gasps> so one of the areas that we work in is gun dog training and sheepdog training. And many people like to use the traditional ways of getting the behaviors and adding a clicker. But the traditional ways of getting behaviors are obviously looking at inhibiting something you don't like and then using the clicker to select the bits you want. Um, what I like to do is take 17-year-olds that have no knowledge of any traditional training and ask them how they would teach the dogs to do it. Mm. So one of the kids at college came up with the squirrels because when his dog was at the French windows, French windows? Yeah. Mm. Um, watching the squirrels, it stood perfectly still for about two hours. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. So, you know, and we use stalking. Um, Across the board, you know, from schnauzers to cocker spaniels to Great Danes to Leon burgers, I can get them to stalk. I have a squirrel on a string. Yep, and once they go into stalk, they will not move. Yes, yeah, so you're using a, a natural behavior, and then we can click that, and as a result of that, they get to chase it. So the traditional way of teaching a dog to stay is, is nothing. We're not interested in the traditional way. We're interested in taking a naturally existing behavior and bringing that into our repertoire. So to me, that's the changeover from a traditional style of I must teach a dog to do it because that's the way it's done, instead of taking the 17-year-old's mind who didn't know anything about it saying, but my dog stands still when he watched the squirrels. Can't I use that? <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Yeah. 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 Ah, come on, not more people. Extended. No? Nobody else wants to talk about it, build an extended stay? Kathy. I don't want my students to think of stay as the absence of behavior. It is a behavior. And as a student trying to understand yoga, my yoga instructor continues to inspire me to relax into positions and melt in and really extend those positions and soften. So if you can use that analogy with dogs, I want to be able to use my clicker to mark instances of better staying, more relaxing, dropping the head, breathing, relaxing the face, so that I don't know that we'd want to say you don't need the precision of a click on a stay behavior. I think you might need it more because you're looking for nuances of not dog just before they're about to break, which is very often one of the hints I give to beginning students that has made a big difference is when you're working on duration of a stay, choose the duration you're going to do before you ask the dog to get in position. So make a guess. Say you're going to do a 12-second stay. 
then stick with that duration. Because if instead you ask the dog to lie down and see how far you can get, I promise you're going to be clicking the very first intention movement of breaking. They haven't technically gotten out of position yet, but your instincts are seeing some muscle twitch. When you click that, you're actually clicking, you're shaping breaking a stay. So commit to the duration, then ask the dog to get in position. They're either going to get it right and you'll click, or they're going to blow it and you won't click, but you'll be cleaner in your technique. But also use your click to be able to mark instances of them really softening into the position and relaxing. Oh, interesting. Is it different? Is, is uh, building a stay di uh, different from how you'd build any uh, duration into any other behavior? Is there any reason to think it's any different? No? Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. It, it, it depends upon if it's a dynamic behavior or a static behavior. Yeah, a different energy. If if you have okay. a dynamic behavior where you're asking the, a dog, it's it it is essentially becomes a homogeneous behavior chain. You're asking for the same behavior over and over and over again. Tracking is that. Pressing a bar, uh, pecking. Those things are all homogeneous. You know, just bam, 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 and they know that they if they continue it up, um, that's going to be something where you're going to. Uh, you're going to look for some very specific criteria. I love what Kathy said about looking for a position where the dog, you know, melts into the position or locks into the position, something like that, instead of going for what our human tendency is, the, oh, my gosh, I better click now, click. And when you're doing dynamic behavior, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to look for that thing. Don't, 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 please, please, please. Please don't go for what I have done to myself, which is, uh-oh, it looks like they're slowing down now. I better yes. get out while I can. Yes. Oh, I have just created a monster. So th there's a similarity there, but the differences are you're looking for intensity and, and consistency of action uh, as opposed to locking in and being stable. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me try something here. That, um, scary. <laughs> scary. No, you know, the, it is very interesting because the stay, the, you know, it's, it's a standard joke, you know, like the, it's a sit, a behavior, or a stay, a behavior. And because, you know, you're always thinking of, uh, like Kathy was saying, the, the behavior is doing, and sitting is not doing anything, or staying is not doing anything. And uh, actually, one of my professors, they have a, the dead man person. Like, if, a de if the dead man person can do it, there is not a behavior. And, and the, the, example, the example that he, that he does is, is, can a dead man is, uh, sit and stay there? Yes. Then it's not a behavior. <laughs> uh, but, um, and, 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 we're accustomed, and we're accustomed to think like that, and, uh, and, and that's really fun for the graduate students because then they ask the undergraduate students, is sitting a behavior and say, yes, yes, and say, no, no, because the dead man can do it. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and then they get all puzzled. Well, what is not a behavior? But, you know, interestingly, the same professor who came out with that, Ogden Linsley, came out with another concept that I think is very valuable to... to to define behavior, and then he got it from Skinner. It is that, um, that we are always defining behavior not like a complete, full movement cycle. We're always looking at the beginning, at the middle, at the end. So if you ask yourself, say, is sitting a behavior to pass the dead man test, where does the sitting begin? 
you know, when, you know, bending your knees. And when, when does the sitting end? When you get up. And Skinner used to say, the behavior is not done until the organism is in the position to do another one. Okay? So that's how it defines behavior. So, but we are always violating that. You know, we're always looking at the middle of the behavior, actually. A lot of what we do is we look at the middle of the behavior and we say, that's the behavior, like this middle, you know, the, your button stuck into, into the chair. That's the behavior. No, that's just the middle of the behavior. And then if you start thinking in these movement cycles, these training problems, I think that are going to be less puzzling on that because then you'll be thinking in the beginning and the end of the behavior, and then you will know where, where to reinforce. And uh, usually you start reinforcing at the beginning of the behavior, you know, at the beginning of the cycle. And you're moving the cycle alone and extending the duration and all of that. But eventually the behavior, the reinforcement has to come up at the end of the, at the, end of the cycle. Hmm. That is just a way of thinking hmm. about behaviors. <coughs> okay. This KPCT podcast sponsored by Karen Pryor Academy for Animal Training and Behavior. Get the details on our professional dog trainers program. We develop, certify, and support excellent teachers and trainers. Visit www.karenpryoracademy.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425.